This is an Equity Mates Media podcast. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. One of the big questions is, what is money? For practical purposes, it exists in a series of uh, heterogeneous databases, very different databases. Do you believe in crypto? Digital currency may be an answer. But it is the highly speculative asset. Uh, I do own Bitcoin. There is no second best. Welcome to the Crypto Curious Podcast, proudly brought to you by the Bamboo app. Crypto Curious is your go-to source for all things cryptocurrency. Whether you're a seasoned pro or new to the world of crypto, we've got you covered. Each week, we'll break down the top news stories of the past seven days, giving you the information you need to stay on top of the latest trends and developments. Plus, we'll share quick bites of news and insights that you won't want to miss. If you're new to crypto, we recommend starting with our early episodes where we break down the basics and give you a solid foundation to understand the crypto world. Join us as we explore the ever-evolving world of cryptocurrency and educate ourselves along the way. On this week's show, we discuss yet another ledger exploit and how the heavyweight Google is preparing for a bull market run. Also, some possible bad news for the FTX creditors. There's also loads of quick bites of news to catch up on today, which is our last show before the Christmas and New Year's break. My name's Tracy, and today the OG gang is back. Blake and Craig on the mic. How are you going, guys? Very well, Trace. How are you? Very well. Craig, how are you going? I'm going good. Thanks, Trace. I'm happy that the market's popped off, so I won't get bullied on Christmas this year about <laughs> the crypto prices, so happy days. Yeah, exactly right. All the chatter about crypto on Christmas, Blake. Yeah, that's exactly right. Um, yeah, it's exciting time. It feels throffy already uh, mm. to me, and we're only <laughs> four months or five months out from the halvening, which you know I haven't seen before. Uh, you know, there's a lot of excitement and activity happening out there. Lots of innovation, and you know, it's it's yeah, going to be an interesting. It's just one. nice to be coming. It's out unbelievably of the that we've been frothy. In. I can't. It's crazy how early. It's come. Haven't even seen Ethereum run. Mm, oh, Ethereum. All right, let's get into our first story, Blake. What do we got? That's it. So crypto hardware wallet producer Ledger is in the spotlight um, for all the wrong reasons again. Now, they've had some troubles in the past, mm. you know, uh, and they've lost a lot of data. They've had you know, security breaches. Several dApps using Ledger's wallet connector kit, which is some middleware or some software that connects um, the Ledger software to the decentralized applications, uh, faced security breaches last week uh, and caused a massive panic of people not knowing what to do. This included platforms like Sushi Swap, Zapier, 
uh, Zappa, Phantom, Balancer, and Revoke. Um, so, yeah, some massive platforms there. Uh, Ledger later announced that the malicious code has been replaced and updated as a safe version uh, has now been released. So, Craig, did you, uh, did you hear anything about this one? Yes, I did. Um, it turns out around 600k worth was stolen. Um, Which isn't a lot, really, is it? Isn't a lot in the grand, grand scheme, scheme of things. things. And these yep. funds were later frozen by Tether, but... You know, I think if you're using a ledger, there was panic out there because there, like, it yeah, was let's, panic. I panicked yeah, let's a be bit. honest. You panicked. You jumped in the chat and were like, "What's going on here? Should I be?" I believe your words were, "Should I be panicking?" <laughs> Should I be panicking? Yes. Yeah. And turns out, if you don't check your wallet or check your ledger for a while, then you should be fine. But if you're interacting with it quite a bit, then yeah, I think like Blake said though, this is kind of for me three strikes and you're out yeah. because it'd been two already in the last twelve to eighteen months, and this one was just another nail in the coffin for these guys. So it wasn't a good look, was it? Yeah, we never hear about this with Trezor, which mm. is their number one competitor, mm. possibly the most widely used retail hardware wallet. Um, it was I've, the first one I heard of. Yeah, I'm not sure which one's older. They've both been around for as long as I can remember. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, I've always used Trezor. It's been dependable. Um, Ledger's you yeah. know, been out there as well. Um, mm. But... You know, I think you're right. It, it's it'd be challenging to buy one. You know, after seeing them make you know, a few different mistakes. Well, that's what we kind of wanted to talk to our listeners about t- today. In in the wake of this um, exploit with Ledger, there'd be many people kind of evaluating switching to possibly another cold wallet and there are many other options out there we've just mentioned trezor as one of them but make sure you do do your due diligence to make sure you're buying from a reputable website like you've mentioned that on the show before yeah i could mention it again you know we have to be careful when buying cold storage wallets from your third party stores kind of like um, like Amazon or eBay. Don't buy on eBay. Yeah, don't, don't buy don't on buy, eBay. Don't yeah. buy on, you know, any any store, anything like that. Don't buy them online um, through a marketplace or anything like that. Well, really, the best thing to do is buy them directly from the producer. Mm-hmm. Uh, I know Trezor is based in, uh, I think you get them directly from Czechoslovakia or mm-hmm. yeah, the Czech Republic. I think there is an Australian distributor here. Yeah, yep. there's potentially an Australian distributor, but I would, I'm always going to feel safest, you know, yep. buying them directly from um, the company. Mm, there you go. But like we said, uh, be very, very careful and do your own research. Be very careful out there, folks. Moving on to our next story, it looks like FTX creditors have taken a bit of a low blow. The FTX revised organisation plan came out today and what's happened here is FTX, the FTX estate filed an amended Chapter 11 reorganisation plan treating the cryptocurrency claims as their equivalent of cash valued at the time of the bankruptcy filing back in November 11. In 2022, sorry, Craig. That's right, Trace, yeah. So people have pretty much missed out on this little bull run that we're having now. So if you held Solana in FTX, you're only going to get it for what it was worth on November 11th, 2022. So I think that's a bit of a stitch up to these guys, Trace. I thought most of it was being paid out in Bitcoin though. I thought... Is that correct? Seems like, like they might have changed it now, Trace. Yeah, yeah. okay. You know, what, what I would really like to know with this one is that you know, if they make money out of this situation by giving the cash value at the time of liquidation and, you know, they're obviously making profits off the current upside, yeah. who gets that extra 
capital that they make. Very good point because obviously it, Sam gets it. Sam. Well, look, Bitcoin was seventeen thousand back then, and we know where it's at now. So that's a really good question, Blake. Yeah, you know, is it distributed equally amongst creditors? I know that the uh, the administrators are charging one point five mil USD a day. Have they jacked that up? And you know, kind of push these changes. So they, ch- you know, I don't know. Is it is it a bit of a money grab from them? Mm. Yeah, highly doubt it. So they're getting around about seventy five percent back. We know of what the creditors had lost. Around about seventy five percent of what they lost, they're getting back. And now they might be only getting it back in the dollar value. So that will take it down incredibly. Right. If they're making the money back, you know, you would assume that then creditors get paid back in full. Interesting. Mm. A bit more to come on that story, folks, and we'll find out uh, in due course. Our next story, added this one on today, Solana phone. We've spoken about that a few times. Craig at one point was going to buy one. He did not. It's been out since May this year. Have you seen this story, Craig? Should I buy one? You could, you, you, we're going to buy one. You didn't buy one. They're sold out now. You can't buy one. They weren't sold out a few weeks ago. In fact, they were having a little bit of trouble getting these sold. But the phone itself, which was $600, are now on the secondary market worth – people are trying to buy them for like a couple of grand. And the reason is the original phone had an allocation of free bonk tokens. Apparently, you got around about 30 million free bonk tokens. And because of the run that that token's been on the last couple of weeks, the phone is now worth $4,000 on its own. US dollars? Apparently. Wow. So, this is this is a clear sign. This is when you know we're in a bull market, when <laughs> meme coins like bonk are going multiples. Oh, bonkers. So, so, essentially, these tokens are now worth – a thousand, which people have figured out that there's a bit of an arbitrage opportunity in mm-hmm. selling unclaimed bonk pho- saga phones. Um, mm-hmm. And I think Solana has seen a massive increase in usage and increase in people jumping on due to the fact that they've had two or three massive airdrops that have popped off in the last two months. Mm-hmm. One was this one called Dupe. Yep, ju- there's ju- another Jupiter. There, there, Jupiter. Jupiter. Yep. yep. There's a few others that I can't remember, but that's due to the influx of users who've probably used Solana since the last ball and are now coming back. I was quoted a few weeks ago that saying Solana was going to be the best performer and didn't even do anything about it. So I'm just watching the Solana summer happen right now and I'm devastated. Back in the Solana summer. But it's just interesting. I mean, look, you know, Bonk flipped Pepe. There's always a meme coin out there. Try not to get too yeah. involved in these Try kind not of to things, but yeah look getting involved but it can be it's some mouth-watering returns like when it's gone up 100 percent a day like mm. but look to be honest i i just got myself uh through necessity a new um apple a phone because i needed to but i didn't get any free airdrops and um so it's good selling point Good selling Mm. point. Only in crypto, hey? All right, moving on. Internet giant, you may have heard of them, Google, is reportedly tweaking its crypto ad policy to allow promotion activity for cryptocurrency coin trusts, is what I've got in in air quotations there, potentially paving the way for more crypto-based financial products. This is just in stark contrast to the last few years, boys. And this move is all due to the speculation about the approval of the spot Bitcoin ETF that we've obviously been reporting about for the last few months. And these changes are set to uh, be approved on the 29th of January. And I can hear your little mind ticking over from here, Craig. 
bullish, obviously. Yeah, well, that's something I didn't really think about is how these big fund managers are going to promote this Bitcoin ETF. You know, we've seen the Super Bowl commercials of years past, FTX, Coinbase. We've just seen a recent one by Bitwise. Yeah, was it Blake put that in the chat today, yeah. folks? We'll put that in the show notes. The, put it uh, in the show notes, yeah. but they're an asset manager and they're sort of unveiling a cryptic ad um, where they ask the guy what, what the most interesting thing in the world is and he says Bitcoin. So... Mm. These, they're promoting this already and Michael Saylor shared it as well. So Interesting. See how that goes. You know, I really don't know whether we're going to get this in January or in March. <laughs> oh, I think we're going to get it. You're running, you're running an ad in December. Oh, I think we get it the next couple of days. A couple of days? You heard it here first. Who knows? Who knows? But again, this just it's just unbelievable that we're sitting here talking about Google being so... Um, Open. Well, just uh, like I'm not overly shocked on this news because Meta have really loosened up their policy. So have every other ads platform and Google were last. Mm. Um, I think they're, they're behind, they've been behind the eight ball in this one for a while, but it's going to be obviously good for the market to have legit crypto companies being able to promote on Google. I think there's an interesting point here to make that I still think that Google is going to be selective, right? And they may only let... Um, the big institutional players advertise. Let's see if that um, premonition comes true. While we are talking about spot Bitcoin ETFs, uh, we can't have our last episode of the year without giving some news on that front. And there has been numerous uh, news pieces over the last 48 hours. Gary Gensler just this week has been out um, in the news talking about uh, the new look of the spot Bitcoin ETF applications after a couple of court rulings, Craig? Yeah, so he's made a few TV appearances in the last week or so. He said that the SEC is reportedly consider- reconsidering spot ETF applications in light of the recent court rulings. This is all about the grayscale spot ETF application and there's also a dozen others like BlackRock and Fidelity that are all under review. So he's not normally been the biggest bull for crypto but he's now talking like there's a new look and he's got a bit more optimistic view on it Blake what do you Mm. think yeah kind of following on from that there was a bunch of news today regarding the ethereum etf and the sec has formally delayed the spot ethereum etf uh applications of uh 21 sharks arc fan neck grayscale and hashtex so yeah just pushing this out uh, it's going to be hard for them to continue to push this out if the Bitcoin ETF is drops because precedent then is set. Um, and you know, does that mean we're going to see you know, Solana, uh, Ripple, uh, and all the others? Please. Oh, the rumors. Please. The rumors alone will happen, but I don't think we'll <sighs> see them. Surely not. Mm, interesting. Okay. Next up, last week we explored what was exciting our co-hosts Ben Bergs and Blake in the crypto and blockchain world for 2024 and beyond. So this week it's our turn. Me and Craig didn't get a chance to share our thoughts, so we're going to do so right now and see what the future of crypto might hold from our perspective. Ladies first again. I'm just going to do a quick shout out to one that I like, which is Lens Protocol. We've spoken about Lens Protocol on the show before. It's a social social platform and it is permissionless and it's decentralized Web3 
powered by NFTs and smart contracts. It's on the Polygon network and it can plug into lots of different bridges as well. It can it can cross chain. And it, but it basically is a social media platform and it's been working now for the best part of three years. It's live in beta and I was waiting for a long time on the wait list, to, or actually to even get onto the wait list and I did that about three weeks ago now. Finally, there's over 100,000 users in the beta system now so you can go online at the moment and secure your own name um, by signing in to that wait list. I tried to register for that and I couldn't get on. When did you try? Probably like a year, probably six months to a year ago. You can now. You should be right. able to if you jump on today. I'll yeah. put a show. I'll put the show notes in below. Um, so with this, you'll have complete ownership of your own profile. You know, any connections, your posts, your data, and you know, it's not like your traditional social media platforms of right now. And you can easily switch between platforms as well without losing any of your data or starting from scratch. So if I wanted to shut down Instagram. I lose everything that won't happen from here and everything is cross-platform. So it's kind of like the future of social media. It's a very big, bold task. They're trying to make it so that you can move what you've got now across to there. I don't really see how that can happen, but it was in their um, roadmap. The only thing is I'm not completely jazzed on their branding and the look of it, but that's just for their for their homepage when you move into their social aspect it looks as much it looks a lot like the other social media that you're used to seeing it's really active now I jumped in and had a look again the last couple of days so check it out that's the lens protocol and I will pop some details in the show notes below Greg what about you what do you have for us today I know um, Ben and Maple Tracy and Lens have spoken about apps that they like I'm going to speak about an investment thesis for next year that I think is very no one's really talking about it yet. And that is, or we've talked about it a lot, but Coinbase. So the Coinbase um, is the custodian for none of the 12 ETFs that have been filed. And it's pretty unprecedented that one company is going to have such a big part in this generational opportunity for funds flowing into Bitcoin. So I think, you know, there is a world and the last 12 months, Coinbase has actually outperformed Bitcoin and Ethereum. So there is a world that the best crypto asset for the next bull run could actually be a stock. And I think with everything that Coinbase has got going on, the custodians, the base layer two that you spoke about, Blake, the exchange, Binance, FTX don't exist anymore pretty much in the US. They're primed mm. to really have, be, have a huge year next year. So that is my boring mm, It makes sense. Um, it's a pretty, pretty good thesis. Mm, 12 months. I like it. Yeah. Mm, well Thank done. You guys. Yeah, nice work. And you know what? I, I, I want to speak about one that's a good app as well. Block earner, I feel. The next year, if these, if these Bitcoin Ethereum prices go to what? You know these group chats are saying. Did you end up using Block earner? I've downloaded it, and I'm thinking I'm, I will use it when Ethereum hits my price target. It ma just makes a lot of sense, and I feel like they, one of these apps is just begging to take market share. So, so just just to be clear, you know they do crypto back loans. People can use it to borrow against the crypto for a deposit for a house, buying a new car, going on a holiday when you don't want to create a taxable event from selling your digital asset in a bull market. Uh, I've been using the product. I know the guys over at Blockerner uh, and they've done an incredible job with that product. We did a little uh, product review on it maybe three or four episodes ago, didn't we? Yeah, yeah, yep. that's right. Yep. Nice Australian product. Okay, that was a good one. I'm surprised. 
by Craig, pulling a good one out there. Well done. I think we'll... What about the Bamboo app, guys? Oh, the Bamboo app. Yeah, check it out. You may have heard of it. You may have heard of it. With that, I think it's time for a break. And when we come back, loads of short, sharp news bites. Say hello to a new era of mental health care. Cerebral is here to help you achieve your mental wellness goals with professional therapy and medication management support. 100% online. You'll experience the all-new Cerebral way, an innovative approach to mental wellness designed around you. You'll get a personalized treatment plan from a therapist, prescriber, or both in a safe and judgment-free space. Your cerebral therapist or prescriber will outline a customized plan with clear milestones along the way, so you can get to feeling your best. With Cerebral, you're not alone in your mental health journey. We're here to empower you to live a fulfilling life. So take that first step towards a brighter future and sign up today at Cerebral.com slash podcast and use code ACAST to get 15% off your first month. Offer only valid on monthly plans. Other exclusions may apply. Offer ends July 31st, 2024. See site for details. Welcome back. You're listening to the Crypto Curious podcast. Before we do jump into the short, sharp news bites, as I said, this is our last episode before we head into Christmas and New Year's break. On the break, if you're bored, take some time to write a review. It's your homework over the break. Uh, that would be great. Wherever you're listening to us now, a short little review, just a couple of sentences. Let, let them know how amazing we are. That would be fantastic. Thanks, folks. On with the news. Craig, how about you kick us off today? Tether has onboarded the FBI oh, as wow. part of their law enforcement collaboration. The crypto natives are shocked. <laughs> So the leading stablecoin issuer, which um, sort of gets a lot of stick about anti-money laundering and counter-terrorism, they're taking it serious. Um, the US lawmakers are you know, pretty much saying that Tether uses rigorous KYC processes and they want to collaborate with the FBI to help identify and halt illegal activities. So I, I assume that's regulatory pressure, but you got to do what you got to do. Yeah. Yeah, you know how many, how much they have under you know, on their platform now? Eighty billion US dollars, trillion or something, ninety Squilling. billion US dollars. Yeah, they're going to have to comply. Their business is worth too much to not comply with, you know, what the regulators want. Even though, you know, those guys are most likely offshore, um, they're still going to have to to work with the regulators. And I think this is going to push people to, you know, the decentralized stablecoins um, like Make a DAO. All right, a Bitcoin miner is set to buy four Canadian power plants. Hub A, a crypto mining company, is set to acquire um, four natural gas power plants um, for Bitcoin mining in Ontario. And uh, the acquisition approved by the Ontario Supreme Court of Justice and uh, is expected to close in January. Um, so the facilities will be used to bolster energy pricing uh, certainty to mine Bitcoin uh, and we're just going to see more and more of this. I've been listening to this stuff about Bitcoin mining over the last few days about, you know, there's, uh, there's so much waste in the energy sector. I think 30 to 40% of energy is wasted uh, and, you know, Bitcoin miners can sit in energy grids and kind of chew up that waste and then when the energy is needed across the network, the Bitcoin miners can you know, be turned off to create more stability, um, which is what needed as uh, more stability is needed as more renewables come into these grids. Yeah. It'd be good to get, definitely get Dan from Iris Energy back on and have a chat about where those guys are placed for next year also. 
Okay, next up, crypto exchange QCoin has agreed to a $22 million settlement with the New York's Attorney General over a lawsuit accusing it of breaking state laws by listing unregistered securities. As part of this agreement, QCoin will withdraw from the New York market, paying $5.3 million to the state and refunding $16.7 million to investors. All these stories, like $5.3 million to the state, you know, how much is – those guys are sitting on a gold mine of fees and a treasure trove, how much well, is being paid Q- to them. There's, there's nowhere more crazier than QCoin in a bull market. Yeah, a lot of DJ and stuff. U.S. Senator Democrat Elizabeth Warren has introduced a bill to crack down on Bitcoin and crypto. She's like 70 years old. She's still in parliament. But she says that the bill is alleged misuse of crypto in various illegal activities – she wants a bill to in- cause for increased regulation and it's going to be supported by the coalition from the banking committee, Indeed. which there's no surprise there. Mm-hmm. So this news gave the crypto market a little bit of a scare, but it's not being viewed as a threat because Warren has a horrendous record of getting bills over the line. Yeah. So you're not, what yeah. do you reckon of that, Blake? Mm, yeah, no, I, nothing like this is, I don't think stands a chance of getting across the line. All right, next up is a decentralized exchange Uniswap has extended to Bitcoin side chain Rootstock. Now, Rootstock uh, was an ICO uh, in 2018 uh, that raised a bunch of money and their view was to build smart contracts on top of um, Bitcoin, which would unlock- So ahead of their time. <laughs> which would unlock like a trillion dollars of you know, capital to be used uh, in various ways. Uh, so this aims to provide more infrastructure for the Bitcoin DeFi ecosystem, which is a, a big narrative coming through at the moment. And this enables the combination of Uniswap smart contract capabilities with Bitcoin security, um, potentially resulting in much more liquidity on the platform. Now, you know, the thesis here is that with all these new Bitcoin you know, smart contracting capabilities and these different side chains on top of Bitcoin, we're going to see it implemented into Aave, Compound, Curve, and all these DeFi platforms that you know, are the centers of, of DeFi in the ecosystem. But we also have Bitcoin native DeFi platforms popping up, starting to use these platforms. So I think there's going to be different security profiles uh, to using these different technologies on these different platforms and people are going to gravitate towards you know these different products but um, I might say that you know these platforms like Uniswap like Aave once implemented some of these Bitcoin side chains uh, I think are a far more mature ecosystem mm. than some of these new platforms uh, and they're going to attract more capital because people don't want to put large sums of, of, of capital into these DeFi apps that don't have much value locked on them yeah, because there's a big risk. They haven't been stress tested. Mm. Well, whereas mm. you know, yeah, yeah. once we see you know, Aave implement these side chains, yeah, that's I a think very good point. That's what people are going to much move more in comfortable. That, yeah, much more comfortable. Mm. They know, mm-hmm. you know it stood the test of time. Last up, play to earn game Axie Infinity revealed that its next update, which has happened actually yesterday, will enable in-game monsters. Uh, all the NFTs to evolve like Pokemon. Over 250 different Axie parts can evolve on any Axie NFT, upgrading the character's battle strength and aesthetic look. The breakthrough NFT game that we have spoken about a few times uh, throughout the years on the podcast is a uh, very popular game where these little cute 
Axie characters all battle each other. This was first launched back in 2018. It's been pretty popular. So since then, Axie Infinity um, and its uh, broader Ronin blockchain ecosystem has seen millions of players. So uh, that seems to be some big news for the Axie Infinity players. That's it, guys. That is our last episode of the year. Very excited to come back for next year to see how this market goes. We won't be back, folks, till the last week of January. However, if something very exciting happens in the market, then we'll jump on the mic and bring you back an episode, won't we, guys? We will. Yep. <laughs> ETF. I, can, I hope you can hear the enthusiasm in Craig Jackson's voice right there, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen. We'll have a shock podcast for when the ETF gets approved. Well, that's what I'm thinking. So we are taking a break. Like we said, we'll come back with the news. But if something happens, then we'll definitely jump on the mic and talk about it because the market, we'll see how the market reacts. Everyone thinks it's a pump. Blake just said to me today, it could be a dump. So who knows? We shall see. But that is it. Wishing you and yours a very Merry Christmas, Festivus, whatever you celebrate. Have a great New Year. <laughs> Again, if you're looking to DCA into the crypto market, please have a look at the Bamboo app. We work so hard on it. Please use the code CURIOUS for $10 of free Bitcoin to get you started. Show notes are below for that one. Please follow us on social media. We will stay active on that one via the Crypto Curious Instagram page or Facebook group. Hit the subscribe button where you are listening to the podcast now. Don't forget to rate and review us and do that little review. Again, have a great one and we'll uh, see you soon. Bye for now. See you guys. Bye. You have been listening to an Equitymates Media production. In the spirit of reconciliation, Equitymates Media acknowledges the traditional custodians of country throughout Australia and their connections to land, sea and community. We pay our respects to their elders past and present and extend that respect to all Aboriginal and Torres Strait Islander peoples today. This podcast is intended for education and entertainment purposes. Any advice is general advice only and has not taken into account your personal financial circumstances, needs or objectives. Before acting on general advice, you should consider if it is relevant to your needs and read the relevant product disclosure statement. And if you're unsure, please speak to a financial professional. The hosts of this podcast and their guests may have positions in the companies mentioned. Equitymates Media operates under an Australian Financial Services Licence 540697.